Welcome, Glencoe. We're pleased you're with us for our D35 on the go, our District 35 podcast. We hope this allows you to listen, learn, and stay connected when it's convenient for you. I'm Katherine Wang. I have the pleasure of serving as the superintendent of our school district and your host. Today, we will talk with Diana Thompson, our new District 35 Assistant Director of Pupil Services, and we're going to talk about supporting your child with those back-to-school jitters. We'll cover topics such as who's in my class, who's my teacher, previewing the first day, and then setting up back-to-school routines with your family. Before we jump into our conversation about back-to-school, we're going to engage Diana in a little speed round of get-to-know-you. What is your favorite children's book? I would say my favorite children's book is Harold and the Purple Crayon. I have very fond memories of reading that with my kids. Oh, I love that. All right, your favorite song or band? I love music, and I love seeing live music. My favorite song, I would say it's Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Favorite game to play? Mm, My family loves playing the Family Edition of Cards Against Humanity. There is a family edition. I'll make that very clear. (laughs) Thank Um, you for telling me. Yes. It is a lot of fun, but I think we have some of our best laughs when we're playing that. Oh, and your favorite time of the year? Fall. 100%. What do you love love about fall? Oh, I just love the change in temperature. I love the change in clothing. I love the colors of the leaves, all of it. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to hear and get to know you a little bit as we start the new school year. So, Diana, thank you so much for being with us today. You just started your new role in District 35, so we're hoping you can tell us a little bit about your experience as an educator and your new role. Tell us a little bit about what brought you to this position. Well, I started in the district in 2006, a while ago now, as a school psychologist at Central, and worked here for about seven years before I took a leave to stay home with my two kids for a few years, and then I was lucky enough to get hired back as a school psychologist, but that time I was hired at West School, so I got to experience a different building, which was really fun, different age group, and then this coming year I will be serving as the Assistant Director of Pupil Services, which I'm really excited about. So that is going to take you as a support across all of our grade levels. And a component of that, um, we hope and we know, is supporting families, supporting children in transitions. So we're about to hit back to school. Um, We know parents might be starting to get a little anxious about it, as some of our our children may be. And we want to hear some of your ideas that can um, help us with our families and help us with our students with those back-to-school jitters. So we'll jump right into a few different things that you can help us with. So one of the biggest things that we hear from parents is that anxiety or worry about, like, whose class am I in? Or other parents asking, what class is your child in? So when we think about um, that restart every year and as our age-centered schools, we say every year we shake up our class communities so our children have new learning partners and we have a new class community to build. How can we help support children um, as they find out about who's in my class, especially if they may 
look at placement and look at their class and maybe be a little disappointed that that best friend that they have isn't with them? Well, I think first and foremost, I would encourage all of our parents, don't panic. So we want you to model calm for your child. Um, Remind them, this is an opportunity to make new friends. You'll have familiar faces who may not have been best friends, but that they are people that you have seen before, have been in class with, and also you'll still be seeing your friends at recess. There are times where you will see those people who may not be in your home-based class, but there will still be that overlap. But just the reminder of a fresh start, a new year, and this is a great opportunity to make some new friends. I think that's one of the biggest benefits of our our school and our community, that every year you can broaden your, your connections and connect with children that maybe you didn't know before, weren't in class with before, all through, from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. So let's talk specifically about that first day of school. Um, Let's think about, uh, you may have some ideas for strategies that parents can use to support their children to be ready for that first day and some of those jitters. What ideas do you have? I think that a really great idea is doing a dry run of what your drop-off situation will be, your pickup situation, especially if your child is transitioning to a new building this year, just so that they are familiar with where are they getting dropped off. If you're driving in the car, what does it look like as you pull up? Where will they get out of the car? Where will you be waiting for them after school? And just to give them that sense of ease and understanding so they can picture it before they're actually here that first day. If you're walking, walk that path with them. Why not take that walk one morning and, you know, show them exactly the route you'll be taking and it'll just be a visual that they can tuck away and be looking back on for themselves when they're feeling a little nervous about the first day. If you have a child who's concerned about their outfit, (laughs) having that chosen the night before is a really good idea. Um, I have two kids. I have a son going into eighth grade who couldn't care less and would probably happily roll out of bed in the t-shirt and shorts he slept in and go to his first day of school and think nothing of it. And I have a daughter going to fifth grade who, if the shirt just isn't the right length with the shorts that she's wearing, <laughs> the day is going to be a disaster. So if knowing your own child, if that's something that may throw them off, have it all laid out ahead of time and figure it out just to take one more thing off their plate for that first day where there are going to be other nerves and excitement and things happening for them. Um, you can also just plan to have somebody meet up with them. You know, maybe they want to walk to school with their friend or they want to coordinate where they're going to meet their group of friends once they arrive at school. But just that strength in numbers can go a long way in helping our kids feel a little bit more, you know, calm and ready and like they can take on this this new start to the year. I could also see that that would help our parents when they have parent partners to walk together with and and calm their fears as well, right? It's hard to to see your child have that anxiety and worry about something. You want to take that away. It is. Another thing you can do as a family, of course, is attend your meet the teacher opportunity because that's a great chance to see who their teacher is, for them to put a face to a name, to see the actual space they'll be in for this coming year, and just to get a little bit familiar before they come in that first day. That's a great idea. All really wonderful ideas. So when you think about the shift from summer to the actual school year calendar and routines for our households, that's a major shift in terms of summer fun, summer schedule, and then jumping to that structure and routine of of the school year. What, what kinds of ideas do you have for parents to help support that transition? <laughs> well, I'm living this right now, this <laughs> month, in my own house. 
uh, starting to ease back into what your schedule will be like as the school year starts. So I know in the summer it's hard to get to bed early. It's light out until 9 o'clock at night. Everybody has fun things to do and people to be with. I think starting before you're actually in it is a great idea. So maybe a week, week and a half before that first day of school, start pushing the bedtime a little bit back from 11 to 9 or whatever your hours might be, but just getting used to that so that it isn't such a drastic, you know, Mm. cutoff when school starts, Um, but just to ease in again. And then if you have a child with a phone or other device, I really encourage all of our parents um, to take that out of their bedroom at night. There is really, there's research about it. There mm. is so much information about how detrimental that can be for our kids. And I can speak from experience on this one as well. Having my son with his own phone, we take it from him at night. And I can tell you that all hours of the night, there are texts and snaps coming through. And had that been in his room, there's not a chance that he would have been sleeping. So I think that that's something that we need to instill in our kids. That's a really great suggestion. Hard to do, but a really important boundary that is all about health and wellness for your child and their sleep patterns and their brain. Absolutely. Great suggestion. All right, so let's say the first day comes and um, your child comes home from school in tears. It could be something that went wrong from, you know, not knowing the children in the classroom to being embarrassed about something that happened in the lunchroom or at recess being um, feeling lost, like I don't know where, I didn't know how to navigate the building. How can parents best support their children in those moments and and the moments moving forward? Right, that's so hard. It's really hard to see our kids hurting. Um, I think the the desire to jump in and fix mm-hmm. it right away is one that's hard to resist. Mm-hmm. But the more we can just validate, I think just validate, validate, validate. Let your kids talk. Let them know that you understand they're being heard, that you empathize with them. And then I think asking them questions. How did you handle that? Instead of jumping in with our solutions to things or our opinions about how things happened, what did you do? What did you say when they said that? What did you do next? What could you do next time? Let's make a plan for if this happens again. Who can you go to for help? And just helping them sort of take ownership of their own situation and feel empowered to problem solve instead of looking for somebody else to make a quick fix for them. So part of it I'm hearing we want to be mindful as parents is we have to pause. Absolutely. And and which is tough to yes, do. Yes, it's very tough to do when we see our child hurting, right. right? Right. So pause and then be patient and help support our child to work through some problem solving versus and I think encouraging mm, them to mm. to do the problem solving and to be there with them as you know a partner who's supporting them um, but to give them a little bit of agency over what's happening great suggestions Um, new situations uh, are it's typical to have some anxiety so when you think about starting a new school year walking into a new classroom as even as adults starting a new position so a little bit of anxiety is, is natural and normal, and we need to help build up our ability to, to navigate that. At what point um, might a parent want to reach out and say, I think we need some help. My, child's, my child is exhibiting a higher level of anxiety, or it's lasting for a longer time. What, what do you suggest? 
I think exactly what you're saying. If you are noticing in your child that there are changes, changes in personality, uh, if they are having physical symptoms, if they mm. have stomach aches, fatigue, if they're having a hard time getting along with siblings or not wanting to see friends because the stress of this school year is just so much for them, please reach out and you don't even have to wait that long. If you are struggling with getting your child to school or if this is impacting home life in any way that is beyond what you feel comfortable handling and need a little bit of help with, we want to be here for you. So we can't do anything unless you ask and we hope that you do reach out. And I think this is a great time to also share not only the resources we have in school and our incredible mental health team, including you, but also our partnership with Family Service at Glencoe and the ability to help our parents and, and families connect in that way as well. We're really fortunate to have that, that opportunity. So oftentimes we hear, especially um, as our children age, that the home conversations about school, we get nothing. And, you know, I asked my child, how, how was school today? Okay. Uh. So how can we as parents uh, support a, a stronger, more purposeful conversation and, and connection about school? What do you suggest? I think that there are a couple things you can do just as far as the school information piece that can lead to some natural conversation and pointed questions you can be asking your child. So reading your teacher's newsletter, using information from that to begin a conversation, uh, being in the know about things that they are doing over the course of their day that they may not be sharing with you themselves. You can look through their backpack, obviously, do that together, or to go through their folders and just see what's coming home, ask them questions about different assignments that you're seeing in there or projects. And then as far as the conversation with kids, it can be really tough because asking that question that allows for a one-word answer. Mm. <laughs> what happened at school today? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what's something that made you laugh today? Did anybody do something funny today? Or was anybody really kind to you today? Oh, I love um, that. Or did anything go wrong today? Was there anything, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? So I know some people do peaks and pits or highs and lows. Um, and just open-ended questions like that, I think, can lead to a little bit more of a natural conversation where... Our kids aren't necessarily feeling on the spot and like they have to report back, but it just causes them to sort of think back over their day and maybe remember some of those moments. Those would be really good talking points. We often hear sometimes our parents get the most from their children when they're driving home, not child in the back, face. not face to face. Yes. But bringing in something like that, the peaks and pits, I like that. Definitely. We have uh, a set of cards that we keep on our dining room table at home and they're just question cards, conversation starters. And so we just take turns answering those as we go through dinner, and it just sort of gives us something to, to chat about. And um, it could be anything silly, like if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Huh? So sometimes they're just funny conversation pieces, but sometimes it asks about specifics of the day, and it can just lead to more natural back and forth. That's great. Fun, fun ways to yeah, connect as a definitely. family. So parents, some of our parents might say, I really want to dig deeper into some parenting resources to be the best parent that I can be. Are there any books that you suggest for our parents to approach there this? Are. There are two books that I absolutely love and would recommend. The first is called Good Inside by Dr. Becky Kennedy, who a lot of our parents may have heard of already. She has a podcast as well that is very popular and very informative. Um, the other book I love is called The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel, and that really gives some strategies for how to engage your child in these conversations 
and really to ignite parts of their brain into problem solving and thinking about things with a different lens so that they can have a little bit, as I was saying earlier, more ownership over themselves and the situations they're in and to help them really think through how they want to handle things. That's great. Well, Diana, thank you so much. It's been wonderful hearing from you, and we are very excited to have your support as we think about all the transitions and needs that may come up across our year. So as as parents, we thank you for listening. Um, Don't forget to mark your calendars. Our Meet the Teacher dates are coming up. Monday, August 28th will be South School, and West and Central will be the 29th. And you may uh, register for your slot for the Meet the Teacher when you see the placement open up on August 23rd. Our first day of school, be ready for that, is Wednesday, August 30th. And also for our parents, um, mark your calendar September 12th. We do have a special parent education event for parents of the 5 to 10-year-old child. We'll be targeting transitioning from summertime to school days with Beth Irwin. She's a licensed professional counselor who will be here with us to talk with parents about supporting your child when you think about building that resilience and independence and navigating that transition from summer to school routines. So again, a big thank you to our student musicians and keep an eye out for our next podcast. Thank you.